It's good. James Harden. Right down Broadway. And B with a two-hand slam. This is the Rich Eisen Show. They look pretty damn dangerous. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Baseball. Three words. Three words. Very simple words. Figure it out. The Rich Eisen Show. He instituted a lockout. Figure it out. Earlier on the show, Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer, still to come, actor and director Ben Stiller, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh yes, this is going to be a great third hour because news is popping from the combine. Oh my goodness, like popping fresh dough. Poppin' Fresh Dough. Cliff Kingsbury just spoke from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we're turning around that soundbite. I, I, I haven't heard it. I don't know what he said. It's absolutely... And Steve Kimes talking in an hour, the general manager. I'm telling you, it's all going to be... We're, 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 we love Kyler. We love him. He's our guy. Kyler's our guy. That's what we're going to hear about. And just the question is, is when are you going to pay him? That's what he wants to know, apparently. That's what he wants to know, apparently. <laughs> Bruce Arians just said the cost of trying to acquire Tom Brady if he wants to continue to keep playing because he's under contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five number ones is what he joked. Five number one picks. Clearly it wouldn't be that expensive, but it would be expensive. The whole idea of, like, Tom, th- thanks for the time. Thanks for the two oh, years. You want to oh, keep playing for somebody else? We'll just let you go. Bruce Arians would definitely be in that meeting room raising his hand saying, nuh-uh. <laughs> Nah, and Brockman is livid, <laughs> livid about that. As he said, who the hell is yeah, Bruce Arians? Exactly. You know what he on. is? Bruce Arians, Two-time honestly. Two-time coach of the year who won the championship. if Bruce makes the Hall of Fame, Tom Brady should be his introduction. He should ask Tom to introduce him because he only has a jacket and a bust because of Tom. Very good to know. So would that would the same hold for, for Bill Belichick? Belichick then? I would say that. Top rope. Top rope. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Chris? Would the same go for Belichick? Bill was in the Bill won Super Bowls before Tom. So did Bruce Arians. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, for instance. He won one. Bill won two. Bill won two. Great. Two get you in, guys. As the assistant coach. <laughs> Bill's defensive game plan is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Freak out, freak so out, Bill yeah. is in already. Come on, guys. Dude. Hey, wake up saying. earlier. Well TJ. Hey, TJ, wake up earlier. Well done. I wake up at 5.55. By I the can't way, get up earlier. Well done. Thank you, sir. Do you really wake up at 5.55 in the morning? Yeah. Why did you, you get here at 8.15? Yeah. How did, what's going on? What are you I'm, doing? How many showers does one man need to take? Seriously. Walked, walked into that one. Yeah, walked into that one. Wow. Good job. What time's the show start? Yeah. Oh, my word. Nine o'clock. Wow. Do you really wake up? Wow. No, no, I mean, usually six. Yeah. Oh, five minutes later. Five minutes later. <laughs> nice. Well, really this isn't about me. It's about him trying to disparage. Wow. It's wow. not about me. It's about him trying to disparage yeah. Bruce so Arians. Why, why shouldn't Why shouldn't Brady also introduce Bill Belichick? Maybe he will. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what's not going to happen. That. <laughs> that. I'm just saying. Oh, baby. Ben Stiller's going to join us in 17 minutes' time. All I'm saying is Tom Brady is should be, be able to do whatever he wants, and everyone should just say yes. That didn't happen for New England for all that time, did it? Those days were over. They didn't say yes to him, and he walked out the door. Well. What do you mean, well? 
You have different approaches when it comes to Tom Brady being able to do what he wants, but LeBron oh. not being able to do what he wants. Why? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because there's seven games under 500 this year. And then we won a championship in LA just, because he had five months off. Let's just stipulate the man has different standards for Tom Brady and everyone else. And Tom yeah. Brady's resume might might warrant that. That's fine. But I mean, just but in terms of that. him saying, I'm retired, I'm under contract to you, I'm retired. Oh, by the way, I want to come back and play for someone else. And the coach of the team that he retired on, leaving all sorts of questions was, is it the coach is doing in any way, shape, or form should have a problem with that? He's got a problem with that, yeah. and I have a problem with him having a problem you with that. You say thank you. Hey, thank you no, for you our don't. Super Bowl no, ring. No, you don't. No, you do not. That's you say there is a required insane. compensation for his services. That's, that's what it will take if he wants to do it, and that's that. And the whole idea, by the way, can we just rest on this one, too, as this thing continues to, to grow and grow and grow? Why would the 49ers do that? They don't have the compensation left to give. Because they know that Trey Lance isn't ready. That's ridiculous. Wait, that they don't know? I mean, that you they do that because you think he's then not you ready. Then you've got to go. That's what, but when you trade up all the way into the first round like that, well, for one guy, you know you're going to have to start him at some but point and miss, take your yeah. lumps. They didn't miss? How do they miss? How could you say that they've missed on they Trey Lance They entertain getting Brady because they know he's not ready. For one more year. Yeah. And we've seen they can win the Super Bowl. They're close. They're very close. Mm. Mm. I don't know if the football world would stay on its axis if that happened. Personally. If Brady unretires and says, I want to play for the 49ers and places pressure on the Buccaneers to trade him there, and Trey Lance has got to take one more year off, and they also have not, they've spent all that draft capital to move up and take a guy that doesn't get his first regular starting gig until three years in because Brady's wanting to play at age 45 and they accommodate him and hope to win. (laughs) I don't know if the NFL (laughs) world would stay on its axis or spin off into another complete different universe. (laughs) And that's what people are opining on while his first announcement after saying never say never is to star in a movie with Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Rita Moreno, Rita Moreno and Jane Fonda. As if hanging around Tom Moore wasn't enough octogenarian time for Tom Brady. Isn't it amazing? It's like the first day of the combine and we're just talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. Okay, folks. The Kyler Murray statement as... As constituted, fantastic piece of stationery. Always have to introduce it that way first. That has now reached a podium question for the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Here was his response. I have. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, it's, it's part of the business. Um, he has a job to do, and, and that's what he was doing. How much have you been in touch with him since he's come out? Uh, with Eric? With Kyler. Oh, with Kyler? I have not. I have not. Did Eric talk to you about the statement before he put it out? Uh, no, no, we keep those things separately. Um, like I said, we understand it's a business, and he's doing his job. From your vantage point, how urgent is that situation to keep your quarterback satisfied? Um, you know, 
I think all of our long-term term goal here is to have Kyler be our, our quarterback, and he understands that, and he understands my um, view of him and, and how I feel about him. And um, once again, I'm going to refer it back to the business side of things, and that's not something that I, I deal with. But um, it's all part of the business right now and, and things that we'll continue to work through. There you go. Eric being Eric Burkhart, the agent of Kyler Murray, who also happens to represent the coach. They keep church and state separate, and he's like, not my table, paying him or not. Steve Kime, that's his table. He's up in 52 minutes. Not been in touch with Kyler Murray? Ah, oh, please. Really? About this? No, I mean, that's kind of surprising. No? I don't know, man. He knows. What, I mean, what do you think? He wants a new quarterback? You think he wants a new quarterback there? Of course not. Uh, no. I don't think there's much daylight between him and, and Kyler. I wouldn't believe but it's weird that they're not talking. Talking to each other. What are you doing? Calling up and just month? saying, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would call up and say, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's <laughs> why do you hit send on that? Yeah, why? What's going on? Yeah. You happy? We good? Why'd you on? delete? How's we your good? body language? Yeah. We all right? What's going on? What'd you have for breakfast? <laughs> hasn't spoken to him? That's another way to just say, basically, you know what? I'd rather be out there than say, or I could say, yeah, I've spoken to him. We'll keep my conversations to myself. I don't know. There's many different ways of handling it. This is totally weird. It gets weirder. <laughs> it's weird. Agent sends out statement. Who also represents the you. coach. <laughs> like, yeah. Coach doesn't talk to the quarterback, but doesn't talk to the agent about this stuff. Agent doesn't let him know beforehand because they keep the church and state separate. A lot of churches, a lot of states, a lot of states. There's really, one state. Not just like a, a lot hey, of churches. Hey, Cliff, <laughs> like heads up. I know it might be a poop storm for you, but we're putting out this statement later. Yeah, heads up. Just a heads up. No? No courtesy? It's weird. Or is he going to really be honest about all that right there? Yeah, I spoke to him beforehand. Why couldn't he just... He could have easily just said, you talked to Kyler? Yeah, we've talked. I don't know. Could have easily done that. Dude. <laughs> Dude. We'll get to what's more likely after Ben Stiller. Goodness I don't want to be late gracious. for him. Um, Travis in Washington State will take your call. What's up, Travis? Hey there, Rich. Thank you for the call. I've uh, wanted to call in about a thousand times, but I've never been able to do it. Um, have a little bit of a different opinion than you on Kyler. I mean, I do think they absolutely should pay him. Yeah. But as a Rams fan, I hope they do because we mm. live rent-free in his head and uh, would love to see them pay him another $40 million bucks a year just to watch Aaron Donald playing around like a ragdoll a couple times a year and uh, <laughs> wow. continue to win those games and Watch the Cardinals keep winning eight games a year. Well, I know. Look, fun. I look. I know you're feeling yourself right now, and I totally understand why <laughs> you would be feeling yourself. December, Rich. I really, I'm I write and check. I totally understand, but Rich um, has been there. <laughs> the uh, week four, the week four win that the Cardinals had over the Rams um, begs to differ. You know, and I know that week four is different than week fourteen, and obviously week you know twenty six when you're playing in a Super Bowl, but um, you know. I, I, I totally get the idea that and, and and I this the, the the longer this keeps going on, the more that you're wondering if the Cardinals have their doubts about Kyler Murray too, right? I guess. If he keeps on forcing the situation saying it's time that his biological clock is ticking, stamping his foot like Mona Lisa Vito. You know? I, I, I don't know. But um that's a good question. And I love Rams fans feeling themselves, man. As they right. should be. Right? How about that? Thanks should, for the call. They should be feeling themselves. Aaron Donald's got to come back first to throw somebody or anybody around like a ragdoll.
He'll be back. Yeah, right? I mean, if you've got Aaron Donald on your team, you should be feeling McVay pretty. said he's coming back. Les Snead and all them back. effed picks is tomorrow at 3.30 Eastern time. All right. Well, Rich, the great thing is we we have a Rams insider coming in on Friday. Ah, so that's know. right. Kara Henderson Snead yeah, will be so, here with Susie on Friday. Yeah. Oh. Getting most you guys of, hammered. Most of Friday. Call <laughs> <laughs> be drunk on Friday, baby. Are you here Friday or is that Del Tufo? Uh, it's Del Tufo. I never get to drink I think you, you should just come in. All right. I'll oh, be here. By the way, I have Del Tufo's coffee here. <laughs> oh, you didn't get that yet? The he's, Kona coffee. He's not here. <laughs> no, but I'm going to leave it here for him. Uh, uh, we should hide it. I should have Susie give it to him since she's the one who yeah, guilted me into <laughs> buying it for just $50. That's absurd. Wait till you see how small this bag is. It's absurd. <laughs> That's absurd. That's absurd. This better be the best coffee ever. <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury not talking to Kyler, hasn't talked to his Weird, agent. Man. His agent didn't clear it with him. Weird. What is going on? Cliff on Kyler's social media scrub, quote, I think if you look across the landscape, everyone has some of that going on, and it's part of their expression, says he is, quote, highly motivated to be a much better player going into next year. According to Lock and Fora. I'm not taking Kyler in fantasy next year. Moffitt. Really? One-year experiment. Leave him for me. Didn't work out. Leave him for me, then, if I'm in the same league as you. Yeah, I'll right. take him. Great. Well, here's the deal, Rich. Honestly, he'll have, like, I don't know, 65, 70 minutes to think about whether or not he'd take him in this fantasy league. Because <laughs> nice that's how long done. One, one pick is going to take in his oh, league. Oh, by the way, your well, fantasy league's out here next well year, right? You don't have to go anywhere. Oh, didn't even think about that. Because it's always in the side of the Super Bowl. He's very upset by that. Shit. No, 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 no. Which means somebody... <laughs> Has, hold on a second. This is great. We stumbled on something almost as awkward and weird as the Cardinal situation. Okay. Chris Brockman's Fantasy League, yes. where there is no time limit on choosing any player, which would automatically make me I'd be swinging. livid. Livid. Yeah, I'd be fight. swinging, correct? Yeah. Uh, but he continues to be in it because there's a bunch of people that he used to go to college with, some of whom he doesn't really care for much anymore. And now they're all going to come um, to his crib. But they, every year he's got to go. This year he slept to Tampa in a pandemic. And uh, to go do here. the draft. And now I suggested, hey, you, it's a home game. And you start shaking your head, meaning it's not this year in Los Angeles? Because we have done the draft in L.A. before. We're going to have a vote on whether or not we come to L.A. or go to Cincinnati. How long is the vote? Okay, here's what happens. Here's what happens. <laughs> Wait a second. Do you hear that one, Rich? Here's what happens. Chris. How long is Chris, the vote? Chris, this is what's going to happen. When is the vote? Well, it's going to be soon because people want to, buy, to make want, plans. want to buy right. plane tickets. When, yeah. is the, when do you think the vote is? I would probably say in the next couple of weeks. Here's what's going to happen. We are going to put on a Chris Brockman stationery. <laughs> I will formulate the statement that if you do not win the vote, if Los Angeles does not win the vote, you're out. You're out. Out of the league? Yeah, quit, bro. You must commit. If you want your way, look at what Kyler Murray has done. The whole country's talking about it right now. I got TJ Jefferson letterhead too. I'll write it on here. Do you want to take a flight to Cincinnati? Do you really? Not particularly. Okay. A two-year-old son at home? I don't want to do that. You want to do that on the outset of an NFL season? Absolutely. You want to go fly to Cincinnati? The LA to Cincinnati flights are very few and far between. Do Do you want it to be in Los Angeles? You do want some skyline chili, Chris. Let me handle it. I want it it to be at my house. I want to smoke all the meat on my trailer. I want to write the statement. Okay. And then you allow me as your representative of RES Consulting hit send. Done. You're welcome. (laughs) In advance. We already have the stationary form? 
I'll take the under. <laughs> there he is. BS. What's BS? Brock Shady. Oh, Brock Shady. There you yeah, are. The clown that, makeup. Get that clown. Oh, no, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll, we'll I mean, you don't got the cool one like I got. We'll workshop it. Chris, you know? you're welcome. Let's take a break. I want to be on time for my friend um, uh, Ben Stiller coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll we'll uh, we'll take a break. I want to be on time for him. Don't go anywhere. Ben Stiller next. We'll talk Severance. We'll talk Knicks. We'll talk. Yes, lie detector tests with Robert De Niro coming up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, I love this man's work, and his new show is Dynamite. He is a uh, an executive producer and director of Severance, which is available now on Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. New episodes releasing every Friday, starring friend of the program, Adam Scott. How about this rest of this cast? In part, John Turturro, Patricia Arquette, and Christopher Walken. Joining us here on The Rich Eisen Show is Ben Stiller. How are you doing, Ben? Hey, Rich. How's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks. Uh, I'm thrilled to, to have you uh, here on this program. Uh, before you joined us, I, I read out my uh, my residual checks, um, my foreign royalty statement from SAG-AFTRA. Um, what, what is the, the longest ago check you receive uh, for any uh, small amount of money, five cents or anything like that? Which one is that for you? Oh, wow. Um, I go way back, Rich. Mm-hmm. I've been around for a while. Yes. So. <laughs> Um, I'd say maybe like Kate and Allie. A Kate, Kate and Allie episode. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing? What, who were you in Kate and Allie back in the day? I was. It, um, I was a like a young. She was like when Kate or Allie, I forget who, went back to school 
you know, like, you know, as an adult, and I was in her class at a community college, and I was a student activist, and we were protesting something that was going on. I, that's all I remember. And I remember that it was at the Ed Sullivan Theater. That's where they taped episodes, which was really exciting. Really? And, yeah. And I still, yeah, every once in a while, like a, you know, like a $10, $8 check comes in for that. For Kate and Allie. So that was that a very special episode of Kate and Allie? Back in the day? <laughs> it was, uh, I don't think it was like, no, it was a sort of non, not, a, not special episode. It was a run of the mill episode. Well, 1986. Okay. You, you played a character named Peter. Peter. Too Late the Rebel was the name of the episode. There you go. <laughs> Gary, That's right. Check um, your mailbox now. Then, you never and know. And then maybe like, all, yeah, and also maybe uh, I did Miami Vice too back around that time and that comes in every once in a while. Miami Vice. Did you yeah. did you last the episode or did were you Um I was I was one scene. I was uh, an informant who worked at a <laughs> religious goods store and uh, <laughs> and Crockett came in to ask me some information. Brian Dennehy was the main guest star. He was the real guest star and I just had a scene. Oh. In a religious yeah. store, huh? Is that what you're saying? It's called yeah. Amen Send Money was and the so name was, of the it's, uh, Wow. <laughs> We're yeah, looking he was it like one of those satellite preachers, and yeah, it was, that was uh, that was um, very exciting because I got to go down from New York, and you know that was a big job to get for an actor back then. You know, to get a to get a spot on on Miami Vice. Oh my God! So I guess in a way, you know, if this was like a Kevin Bacon thing, I've done many CSI Miamis. I've done some of those. I played right. my, you know, I, I played a reporter, um, and uh, and then also myself. I did that once so did you are, did you say I, I only caught the end of it mm-hmm. but you said draft day is, are you in draft day? I am in draft <laughs> Ben this is an amazing story okay I'm in draft yeah. day yes I'm in draft day and uh, we recorded um, my scene if you will um, at Radio City Music Hall on the Friday of the three day draft and they shot me uh, doing my normal NFL Network draft uh, night material on Thursday and asked me to wear the same clothes for Friday for continuity purposes, as you know. Right. Um, right. And so because I had my day job or my night job, the NFL network or the draft, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bear of an assignment. So I didn't really look at my scene. I figured, you know what? I'll just wing the lines and then it's time to do the scene. And it's with Frank Langella, like the real deal, like a real, (laughs) a real actor. And he comes, I mean, like I can't even, I mean, that's an understatement to call him that. And he comes up to me, he says, do you want to run through our lines? And I panicked because <laughs> I had no idea what my lines were. And I panicked like I've in a way like like I didn't do not since the third grade when I didn't do my homework. You know, like it literally was a panic moment for me. But it was a, it was a amazing. So I have been in a scene with Frank Langella. Thanks, yeah, sir. I mean, Frank Langella is a great actor and intimidating to most very seasoned actors too so to be jumping in with him and not knowing your lines is like a like a bad dream that i would have you know because I, I literally do have dreams like the the sort of cliche actors nightmare dreams of not knowing my lines or not you know not being prepared for something but that's that's like literally that would be scary so uh ben stiller here apple tv plus's severance he's a direct the director and executive producer of the show and we'll get to that in a second so what is it like to be hooked up to a uh a truth, uh, a lie detector with Robert De Niro asking the questions. What, what is that like? Oh, man. Um, what is that like? You know, that, that whole experience was 
sort of felt like, uh, you know, every day being in that sort of like under the, you know, his eye and like sort of, I think he made it for, because he's a method actor, he didn't make it easy for me. He wanted me to always feel uncomfortable. Um, he really did feel like that the whole time. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Bob, because yeah. now I, I do call him Bob, <laughs> yes. um, you know, it, he's a, such a sweet guy, but like he really understood what the dynamic was there. And you never know because he could be like he would really, you know, every once in a while he would laugh at something. And then every once in a while he'd get really, really mad about something. And you never knew which way it was going to go. And of course, when he'd get angry, it's like the De Niro that we all, you know, fear, you know, the Goodfellas De Niro. So uh, it was very fun. I didn't have to act at all. It just sort of existed in that movie. I love that. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I've, uh, on a, I, I've seen that movie so many different times and in so many different places. I've seen it on a plane, and at 35,000 feet, I've never been on a plane where every person, it was on one of those old school planes where everyone was watching the same thing. I've never heard a plane laugh hysterically quite like <laughs> that film and that scene in particular. And I thought, so was that ad-libbed in any way, or, or were those lines actually oh. nailed? I mean, it was all, you know, we, we, we worked on the script, and, and you know, uh, at that time, every day we would come in and, like, maybe, like, make little tweaks and, you know, Bob would try stuff, but I don't remember like doing like a lot of improvising except, you know, it's the kind of thing like you just, you throw something in every once in a while, but the, the improv kind of comes sometimes when you're working with the writer and the director to kind of figure out stuff. And that, that and Jay Roach directed the movie. He was like mm -hmm. a great comedy director, did Austin Powers. And, you know, he, he was awesome at being able to get people to like play around and have fun. Um, but also, you know, you knew what you did going in. You weren't like having to make it up at the time. I love it. I love it. And then, yeah. um, do you have a good Brett Favre story from back in the day, <laughs> Ben Stiller? You got a good Favre um, story for me? I mean, I remember. No, I don't really have. A, I mean, <laughs> I remember. You know, I, okay. that that actually in was an improv in that movie where I don't quite know how to pronounce his name, Richard <laughs> Brett Favre or whatever. That was because I I literally didn't understand how to pronounce his name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Because no. it's, uh, fu it's funny, we had the Farrelly brothers on the first year of this show eight years ago, and they told us that you did have trouble pronouncing his name. So that is true. Like that was yeah, oh, totally true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but every day on that movie was like an adventure because you know the Farrellys would have so much fun making a movie. They, they, they at, at first you're like, what is going on here? Because they really didn't take it seriously. Um, you know, but, but cut to like 20 years later, Pete Farrelly wins Best Picture Oscar. You know, like the guy does know what he's doing. <laughs> But the fun thing was that you kind of every day you go like, oh, is this going to be an actor? Is this Frank Langella or is this their, you know, <laughs> guy who repaired their phone last week? You know, like it's just like there's no, you know, just be friends, family and then real actors, too. And every day they just be and doing crazy jokes that are, you know, very inappropriate jokes on the set and things like that. Um, and yet that was their, you know, they created like such a fun atmosphere. And I think that's what made that movie fun is like, you know, nobody really knew what was going on most of the time, but that's kind of intentional, I think, for them. They wanted to keep that energy. Ben Stiller here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's get to Severance. What a brilliant idea this is, um, certainly yeah, it, it, for our it, time. It's a really interesting, yeah, it's an interesting, you know, idea that Dan Erickson, who wrote the show, came up with, because I think he was working at a really boring job, and 
he thought one day, what if I could just shut off my brain when I went to work and not have to think about this at all? And then when I, you know, when I left work, I'd forget it even happened. And, and so he came up with this idea of a guy who works at a company where they put a chip in your brain and you can basically, when you go down the elevator, you forget everything about your life on the outside and you have your work day. And then when you leave and you go up in the elevator, the chip gets activated and you forget everything that happened at work. So you have these two selves, an innie and an Audi. And, uh, and he went from there with it. And, um, you know, Adam Scott, uh, who I adore, he is in this as well. Patricia Arquette, who you have worked with before to tremendous effect uh, in Escape at Danamora. And then w- Christopher Walken, how did he get involved? What What's that like directing <laughs> him, Ben? What's that like for yeah. you? Yeah, well, Chris, I mean, it's actually interesting because we cast John Turturro uh, as one of the, the you know, the workmates for for um for adam at work but then john's character has um he meets somebody at work down there mm-hmm. and a character named bert and we hadn't cast that person and i was talking to him about doing the show and he said well have you cast bert and i said no we haven't he said well what do you think about uh, chris walken and i was like um i think he's great i'm a big <laughs> fan <of> chris walken <laughs> I don't know if he'd do our show, but I mean, he's awesome. He's like, well, can I ask him? And John actually asked Walken if he'd be interested in doing the show. And that's how we got him. No kidding. So, so Tatura's yeah. like, hey, if you cast that guy, I got, let me get, uh, let me just yeah. give Chris Walken yeah. a call. And it was kind of this dream casting that I really never thought, you know, we actually have in the show, but it made a lot of sense because they have a lot of stuff together. I don't want to, you know, no spoilers, but um, right. he, you know, and, and working with Chris is amazing. He's one of the sweetest guys. Uh, such a prof- like, I'm honestly such a professional. He has a lot of lines in the show, and he would come in every day, had his lines down perfectly. Just would go do his thing, sit in his chair, then go do do the scene, and uh, you know, really just. And of course, everybody's there is going, "Oh my God, we're doing a scene with Chris Walken," and, and you know. So he has that. He's aware of that, that that's around him all the time. But he's so gracious and cool. And I actually worked with him years ago. Uh, I did a movie with him uh, that Jack Black and I did uh, that Barry Levinson directed years and years ago called Envy. Yes. And then, yeah. And then years before that, the first job I ever had as a an actor on stage around that Miami Vice time was a play in New York, and Chris was in the play. So that was the, the first time I ever really met him. I was going to ask you where you go when you think of Walken. Do you go Deer Hunter? Do you go um, Pulp Fiction? Easily the, one of the best um, uh, soliloquies in that film uh, was him with the watch. Um, mm-hmm. or, or do you go like uh, more cowbell sketch, Bruce Dickinson, who you know makes gold-plated uh, records uh, <laughs> by putting his pants on one leg at a time? Like which? Where do you go with Walt, Chris Walken when you think I mean, of him? What is, what, yeah, what an amazing career! <laughs> the breadth of his work, you know. Right. I um, well, well, here's the thing. He was actually. I go. I mean, for me, Deer Hunter is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm. So you know that that scene, the Russian roulette scene, is just mm. you know seared in my mind. Um, you know, he actually was in a play with my dad, Jerry Stiller, mm. back before I worked with him. Um, called Hurley Burley on Broadway that ran for a couple of years. And I remember seeing that play a number of times. He played uh, a casting director. It's like a bunch of guys in Hollywood. And um, it was, um, he was, he was so, it was William Hurt and Chris, and Chris was so good in that. So that's kind of what I think of him on stage. And you know he's a dancer, too. And you think of the Fat Boy Slim video. Right. Um, you know, I mean, it's incredible. He started as a child actor. He's been doing it forever. 
Well, Severance, you can watch uh, new episodes every single Friday. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you. You don't know Joel and Evelyn Eyes and my dad who's passed. My mom was still alive. Those are my parents. They loved your parents. They never met them, but they watched them and they loved them. Loved, loved, uh-huh. loved Stiller and Mira. Loved. Thanks, them. man. Loved. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, uh, you know, they were the best. They were the best. And uh, it's really nice, though, because it, going through life, like, I do get so much feedback from people who will either say, you know, they were, were a fan or, like, like you're saying, your, your parents, and they had a, a generational effect, on, you know, and comedically, they just, you know, you know, they were my folks when they, you know, when I was a kid, I never thought about it, but now it's really nice to feel that, oh, you know. It's the truth, man. And then, you know, obviously, <clears throat> your dad uh, with Seinfeld, and then, um, you know, because uh, I'm such a, a, a roast freak, I think it was the roast of your dad where uh, Jeffrey Ross um, slayed B. Arthur um, with a joke <laughs> once upon a time. It's one of my favorite roast moments because Sarah Bernhardt would uh, did some sort of thing with your dad on the stage or she danced for him. I mean, that roast was insane <laughs> that night, Ben. Yeah, I mean, just to imagine, I haven't watched that since back, back when, but like, you know, my dad, just the fact that he even agreed to be roasted, <laughs> it's just like, that was just, it's so insane that he even said yes to that because of knowing him and how he, yeah, oh. he was not like a tough skinned put down comic type of guy. You know what I mean? That just wasn't, he was like such a sweet person. Right. He, you know, you'd meet him and he would just, he would just be so positive. So, you know, just sit, watching him, like imagine Sandra Bernard doing a dance for him, you know, it's, <laughs> yes. it's so not my dad. So yeah. but it's just that. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then that B Arthur had no idea she was about to catch some shrapnel <laughs> from Jeff Ross. That was a pretty something. <laughs> um, before I let you go, I, I want to give you the floor on the Knicks. What do you think? What do you think about the Knicks um, right now? Ben? It's a bad. It's not not good right now. You know, I think it's not good right now because it's it's a mess. Um, you know, now the season's basically uh, you know on the on the downswing. So I don't think you know. I think any like hope of like the play in is like would you know? I I don't feel like that's realistic. I don't know if you do or not. Um, but know you know, if- as a team, they're just. Uh, you know, they're, I think, rudderless. I'm saying generalities here. You no, know, no. But, um, I just, it's just last the, the, year was so amazing. It's like been a big, big letdown this year. Yeah, the, the big mystery is Julius Randle, you know. First of all, yep. wearing Bernard King's number is just weird to me. But just, but yeah. him, but him last year being emblematic of, you know, the city and the gritty comeback and a great story. And then this year, you know, um, you know, doing the thumbs down and stuff. It's just been weird. You know, it's just been, yeah, it's been a yeah. little weird with him. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a, it's a very tough environment, obviously playing in New York and it's so up and down and it happens, you know, very quickly. And he, he had such an amazing year last year um, that, you know, there was so much expectation and how people react. I don't, you know, I don't know how you deal with that, but you have to you know, figure out some way to deal with it as a player in New York I think the fans want to rally around uh, him and the team, but it's, you know, and, you know, like right before the All-Star break, he had a run of like five or six games where right. he was playing like he played last year. Um, but the, just the consistency hasn't been there, and, you know, who knows, I, you know, I, how, how they can do it at that level consistently, but the consistency thing for the entire team has just been like one day, you know, and lately it's totally gone away, but it used to be earlier even in the season that like, 
you know, one one day they'd show up and they were playing great, and then the next day it would be back to, you know, an awful game. And that's what's so infuriating for the fans. Like, you just want to, like, give us a little consistency. Who was your Nick growing um, up? Who was your Nick growing up? Who was um, the guy? Who well, was guy? I was around as, like, an eight-year-old, you know, when, like, in 73. So I kind of remember, mm. you know, that team. But, you know, for me, Bernard was Bernard King was definitely my guy. And then there was, uh, you know, Mike Glenn off the bench, yes. singer. <laughs> I remember I was a him. Big Mike Glenn fan, and I was always wow. shouting to put Glenn in. I'd go to games with my dad, and I'd be shouting at Holtzman, "Put Glenn in." Um, and, did he listen? Uh, did he hear you? He did not. He every once in a while, my, and my dad always like would be like when he would put him in, he's like he listened to you, he put him in. And he was an amazing shooter, and imagine like Mike Glenn in today's three point game, he would have been you know pretty uh, impactful. I remember that Mike Glenn. He was a precursor to Trent Tucker, right back in the yeah. day. The old Trent. Yep, yep. Bernard was my guy, too, Ben. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, one of my favorite New York athletes of all time. Absolutely loved the, him. Oh, God. Yeah, and people, I don't know if people remember, but he had an amazing comeback from an injury, you know, like right. where he literally was out and he came back and he ended up playing in an all star game and, you know, and had a, a, you know, you know, a short but great career in New York. Could you imagine if him and Ewing actually were healthy together for a long time? Like that, that would have been yeah. the, the stuff, you know? That would have been the yeah. stuff, man. Hey, Ben. Yeah, it's th- been too long. It's been too long with the Knicks, you know? It's I agree. It's been a really long stretch. I agree. Um, thanks for the call, Ben. Really appreciate it. All right. Um, it's been too long. Hopefully, we'll do this more often, anytime. Congrats yeah. on Severance. Thanks for having me, man. Congrats great on talking to you, man. You, you bet. Congrats on Severance. It's a great show. Everyone should watch it. New episodes uh, on Apple TV. Episode four you can catch on Friday, first three are available for you to stream. That's uh, Ben Stiller, at Red Hour Ben. I follow him. You should, too, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. That was uh, dynamite, man. (laughs) That was awesome. Dynamite. Just love chatting with him. That was a lot of fun. Mike Glenn. You don't remember him. You don't know him. That's an an old school. I consider myself kind of a basketball historian. I remember him. I don't even remember that guy. I remember him. Was he a teammate of Rory Sparrow? Will you look that name up? Michael Ray Richardson. Michael Ray, yeah. Or socks that was on the knees. back end of the Red Holtzman era. Michael Ray. Oh, yeah, Michael yeah. only played three years with the Knicks. What years? Uh, 74, see. 5, and 6? Nah, 78 to 81. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad Ben mentioned the movie Envy with Walken and, and Jack Black, because that's a movie I like, but like no one ever talks about it. But it, It's one of the ones, if I ever find it on, I'm sitting there. So De Niro made him uneasy. Yeah, uh, tracks. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> tracks. Okay, let's take a break. See uh, what other NFL news is popping, and then a, a, a combine version of what's more likely. Combine sending what's me out more the door to LAX for Rich out the door. Very good. That's next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial, my friends, Callaway Rogue. Want to let you know, if you want to bomb it off the tee, there is the yes. new Rogue ST driver built for you. The Rogue ST driver has been speed-tuned to be Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge. Gives you more speed on off-center hits, provides more forgiveness, thanks to high MOI. But it's just the beginning because Callaway's engineered a Rogue ST for every player. The Max is most forgiving. That's what I use. The Max D is a dedicated draw model. <laughs> That's not for you, Rich. Um, <laughs> now, if you need something more low spin, there's the Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory with a more neutral ball flight for the true players out there. The Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS, a compact low spin head that the tour players love. Bottom line is this is Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Word has been um, since the end of the season that the way that the season ended with the Colts with uh, Carson Wentz, who is unvaccinated, getting COVID and then not looking the same, um, and, uh, and then them losing out the way that they did, has left a poor taste in the Colts' mouth for Carson Wentz. And that despite the Frank Reich um, resume of being a Wentz whisperer, um, that they're kind of done with him. That's been the word on the street. And this is what Chris Ballard, the Colts GM, I guess the host GM of the Combine, he's going to be literally right next to me in the booth, so I might be able to lean over and say, what's up? (laughs) Um, um, He had this to say about Wentz. I don't know. We're still working through it. And I know I'm going to get a lot of questions about Carson right now. And it's a, I don't have a direct answer for you. Um, We're working through it. Jim, Mr. Ursay, and Frank and I will sit down over the next... 10 days and, and figure out where it's going. Um, but it, ultimately, we do, we'll do what's best for the team, for the Colts, both in the short term and in the long term. All right, there you go. By the way, his pomade game and the part in his hair is very impressive. Yeah. Speaking of parting, <laughs> looks like that's what's going to happen between the Colts and Carson Wentz. Jimmy G, according to Adam Schefter, is going to have shoulder surgery. Remember he hurt his shoulder and was fighting through it? Um, and it's going to sideline him to the summer. 
Oh. Not Ooh. expected to trade his impact as status, his trade status, likely to trade it this month. Yeah, he's, he's gone, guys. The wild card went over Dallas is when he heard. Doesn't need thumb surgery, though. Surgery is expected to happen shortly. Significant interest in Garoppolo from multiple teams per sources. And there's our, uh, our a, Scandinavian source friend. Is he an upgrade per. over Wentz? Um, you know, Indy doesn't I have a first-round pick so, this year, dude, so they would have to be. Jimmy G, say what you want about him, but he's got some guts. So yeah. does Wentz. But he's, he's gotten his team to NFC Championship games. Know, plural. And I know that one year in an NFC Championship game, it was like, you are not, or in the division round, you are not throwing. We're running. Whatever. Whatever. You went into Lambeau and wanted to know. Let's see. All right. Um, a special combine edition of What's More Likely to Send Me to the Airport. Hit it. Let's go. Hit it. Hit what? There it is. What? What's more likely? Never say never, but never. <laughs> Great drop. I mean, that is some serious production value. All right. Give me some NFL Films music, please. Jay Felly, go for it, Christopher. All right. First up. Uh, one of the all-time great performances in the history of the NFL Combine uh, that, pro- that propelled a player from out of nowhere into a high draft Mike pick Mamula? is Mike Mamula. So what's more likely someone has a Mamula-esque performance and gets it in the top ten, or my guy Kenny Pickett goes in the top five? <laughs> I'll go uh, Mike Mamula. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going anywhere close to the top five. And how Piper much money is he paying you on, uh, on April 29th? Uh, that would be 20 hard-earned American dollars. There are 20 hard-earned yes. American And Andrew Jackson, a Peter Gammons. That's news to me. You're going to pay him a Peter Gammons. All right. Okay. I mean, can I get way. that new Harriet Tubman 20, Chris, Take, when it comes oh, out? That's, that's oh, you know, got it. That's all right. That'd be good. You know, Chris Harriet Tubman. Fresh, right. fresh from the mint. Yeah, buddy. Into your wallet. Yes, sir. Kuiper has pick at 11. Dude, this guy so, does not. Uh, this guy does not have. Never know. Cash, by the way. Oh, you'll, you'll be receiving it electronically. Be, I'll never get to twenty. Period. All right. What Let's else you got over there? What else? <laughs> I'll have you know, I have a twenty in my pocket right now. You got a bag well full give of it ones for me. You might as well give it to me. <laughs> okay. Put it underneath Aikman's eight beer for safekeeping. What's more likely? Okay. Uh, we see more footballs on a stick. Yes. Or brooms during drills this year. Oh, we better see more football on a stick. Because guess what? I have a live microphone, gents, and I have an ability to affect things. Okay? I have a live microphone. I've got a live network, and I've got a love for football on a stick. You can you can book it. Brooms. Who needs a broom? What do we have a broom for? I, don't, I mean, passing. I know. I don't know. I've never really seen it. many brooms. Football on a stick. You always need to simulate a snap. Maybe the gauntlet. You can just, like... Whip a Got broom it. at somebody? Well, you, by the way, I would, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. The old broom whip. All right. Uh, who is more likely to visit you in the booth, Bill Belichick or Andy Reid? <sighs> well, Andy's never done it. Mooch is not going to be there. Okay. Right, I don't know. So maybe, don't Bill, maybe Bill will show up. Bill has stopped by many He's times invited. in the past. He's invited yeah, to yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. He's invited to be there. He's invited to be there. Uh, I, I would go John Harbaugh be more oh. because DJ's there. You know, he's got Ravens connections. Okay. Or Brandon Staley because he's got Chargers connections. So I'll go Belichick. All right. That's fun. Well done. All this right. is great, Chris. All right, here we go. <laughs> so what's more likely? Someone breaks the 40 record or we see a new bench press record? I'll go bench press record. The 40 is just, ne- you, just you just never see it. You never see it. It's just so rare. John Ross was the last one John to break Ross. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And and CJ2K lasted a long a time. Yes. Yeah. It just doesn't really happen. Guys kind of tense up. 
I'll take the bench press record. They need to have guys race. Then, then we'll see. I'm some telling record. you, we'll to see let some people, records. Yes, go down. let them race. Let them let race. Let's do two at the same time. We'll see some fast. A uh, uh, different take on the bad news bears breaking training chant. Let them race. Let them race. Okay, last one. Uh, we talked to Dolphins. Thank you, Bears. Thank you, Toros. <laughs> New head coach Mike McDaniel this week. We did. He's the man. So what's more likely? He does indeed drop the three cliches yes. tomorrow. Yes. Or in the booth, DJ makes a superhero comp oh. to a player. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm going to say both. In the history of what's more likely, it's a tie. Absolutely. Guy's got a Batman suit on. (laughs) He catches it like Spider-Man. He does that a lot. He does a lot of superheroes. He does does like the superheroes. So, but Mike McDaniel, we've got it. He says he's going to do it. And that is at 1 Eastern tomorrow when Ryan Leaf is sitting in this chair for the next two days and then my my wife and Kara Henderson Sneed, Susie and Kara have Friday show. Uh, Tomorrow, 1 Eastern time, Mike McDaniel is going to step to the podium and he's going to say in one single answer, he doesn't have a crystal ball. It is what it is. And you can control only what you can control. Or he's only talking about the guys that are here, which makes no sense at a combine. So those are the three he's going to do. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to get up. I'm going to high, high. I'm going to high five him. Keep your eye on if you're scoring at home. It what time? What time? Podium got? two. Podium two. Interestingly enough, at there all four all other podiums will be working. Interestingly enough, it's podium one, two, three, and five. Why is there no podium four? Did they retire that for five? I don't know. That's odd. <laughs> um, at the same time, at the same time, Eric DaCosta, Ravens GM. Joe Douglas, Jets GM, and Pete Carroll will be there. And they'll be like, what the hell's going on? Why is why is Rich screaming yes, running down like he's just been called to contestants row? That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. So we will see you on Wednesday, Safe wherever travels. you are.